Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Ground Podcast from U.S. Army Space and Missile Defense Command. I'm Ronald Bailey. Today on the podcast, we are celebrating the first anniversary of the charter signing for the SMDC Succeed program. Last year, on 20 October 2020, Deputy to the Commanding General, Mr. James Johnson, formally signed the Succeed Charter at a small ceremony here at the command's Redstone Arsenal headquarters. To talk with us a little more about what Succeed is, some of what they've done over the last year, and where the program is heading into its second year is SMDC team member, Mr. Terry Carlson. Terry, would you kindly introduce yourself for our listeners, please? Uh, Hello, my name is Terry Carlson. I'm the SMDC Command's uh, Chief Cyber Strategist, and I run the Succeed program, which is the SMDC Underserved Community Cyber Security Education and Engineering Development Program. Okay, Terry, what was the catalyst for or genesis of the Succeed program? The Succeed program was born out of some work we were doing with UAH already uh, in another scholarship program. And we saw the need to expand to other universities. And uh, so we decided that it was probably the best to not just bring in other universities, but to, to also develop a more diverse and inclusive STEM workforce. So we came up with the idea to have the Succeed program, which has been very successful so far in its first year. Okay, Terry, talk us through a little bit about how you started up, who's involved, and how you developed your charter's goals for the year. So uh, it was actually, you know, we're, we're still kind of learning some things, right? Uh, Chase Golden, who is uh, my primary uh, point of contact in SMDC for this, we, uh, both of us are new to working with interns and stuff like that. I've worked with schools a lot and you know, I, I teach uh, as an adjunct faculty member in some schools as well. So I had an understanding of how schools work and all that, but it's still kind of growing pains of starting a program. Uh, but we did well, a lot of good, successful things here in the first year. We, uh, of course, signed the charter. Uh, we have eight members. And uh, that's uh, Alabama A&M University, Alabama State University, Tuskegee University, uh, the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs, the University of Alabama Huntsville, uh, the Alabama School for Cyber Technology and Engineering. Uh, then we have two nonprofits that uh, service uh, high schools, underserved community high schools. One, uh, the BVPA of Huntsville, uh, and then also the LeBlanc Foundation, which serves the Wiregrass area down around Fort Rucker. So those eight are, are board members of the Succeed board. And, and uh, so we set kind of our goals as a board and what we would like to accomplish. Okay, so how many students or interns do you have in the program and how are they distributed throughout the command supporting all the different enterprises? Uh, to date, we've got over 24 interns already uh, working uh, for SMDC in various capacities. Uh, we have some working for our G6, both here in Huntsville and in Colorado. And Terry, G6 is? Oh, G6 is our kind of like the chief information officer, runs the networks, those kinds of things. Thank you. Uh, so uh, we have uh, in our policies and plans division, we have them in our cybersecurity division. Uh, we've also got them in our network enterprise management division. And then we've got three interns working for the G8, uh, which is our money people. The G8 are the money folks. And so uh, they're, they're learning the, the trade there and working and, and doing very well. They are our first three outside of the, what we call the true STEM, right? Uh, finance is math, but uh, they are uh, uh, working out quite well. Uh, we've also got two inter- interns coming in uh, to our tech center uh, to work uh, at various uh, um, roles for them. We've got two on the way into our RTS operation center in uh, Huntsville. 
Rock H, we call it. Uh, we got two interns that are uh, going to be uh, working for them. And then we've also got another intern that's coming in to work uh, for us. The rest of the interns, uh, because they go to schools like Alabama State and, and Tuskegee that are remote, uh, do remote research projects for us. And they've done a lot of great and are working on a lot of great research projects. We've got uh, students looking at artificial intelligence and machine learning. We've got two students looking at advanced encryption. We've got students looking at just cyber tools in general that we can potentially employ both in the uh, proprietary and open source uh, arenas. Uh, we've got uh, students uh, working on uh, software insurance. And then we've also got a small group of students that are working on how do we integrate cybersecurity into the various levels of the acquisition process, which we think is very important. So quite busy doing a lot of good things. And this is all in the first year. How often or how much do they work, Terry? Are they part-time? Are some only during the summer months, for example? Do they only do so many hours a week? Talk me through that. Okay. So when we bring on our interns, we look for juniors and seniors, right? Whether they're in high school or in the university settings. And uh, uh, we tell them that they are interns uh, until they graduate from, from school, as long as they want to stay in the program and as long as they're doing their uh, the job that they're supposed to be doing because it's uh, we're giving them real world experience so they they get assign assignments with expectations specific work or tasks with objectives they must meet but you also said real world so not things that are just made up for busy work actual work the army needs performed yes exactly so th so we, we don't make up work for them this is the the results of what they do research on the ones that are doing our remote research for instance feed into either more detailed research projects that we ask them or the, let's say if it's a high school student doing it, we maybe take that next level to the, to the college students or we take the results of that research and start to integrate it into research that we are doing or actual projects that we are already doing. For instance, the artificial intelligence machine learning project. We already have an ongoing effort with one of our industry partners and the results of the research that the students are doing, we feed into that. Okay, kind of back to my question about how much, when they work and how often they work. So we ask them uh, that during the school year, uh, to work 10 to 20 hours a week, depending on their schedules and how it works. And so we have students that work pretty much that whole spectrum, right? There, Some of them are around 10, 12. Some of them bump right up onto the 20. And then during the off time, like during the Christmas breaks or summer breaks, they can work full time, full, full 40 hours a week. What's onboarding like for these students? I know they work for different directorates doing different research and other projects. But is there somewhat of a common theme aside from the obvious STEM implications? Talk me through that onboarding process. So uh, the process is we bring them in. They go through what we call the CFI modules. It's a, a Cyberforce incubator. These are uh, it's a set of modules that the UH has, the University of Alabama Huntsville, and uh, they go through those to get a good cyber flavor. And then uh, some of them work cyber, some of them work other engineering efforts, but. We want them to have a cyber flavor to it, right? Because uh, part of our charter is uh, the cyber strategist is to increase the uh, commands uh, cyber uh, hygiene, right? So we're bringing in this young talent with the theory that they'll come in with that cyber mindset and it'll propagate through. Do the students come to you with any particular sort of degree background? Does their work with us typically coincide with that degree path for them? Or does it possibly even influence their academic choices? So it depends on the schools or where they're at in their programs. But uh, most of them uh, are STEM 
you know, focused, right, where their, their plans are to go to, like the high school students, to go to college and, and study some sort of a engineering or cybersecurity or computer science type uh, uh, degree. Uh, the ones that are in college uh, primarily come from either the computer science, management information systems, cybersecurity, those types of degrees, with the exception of those three finance uh, folks that are, that are finance, accounting, business majors. Uh, so, so, um, yes, it ties in some in that that's what they're studying. So we're trying to give them real world experience in their related, uh, uh, fields. So when we bring them in, you know, like for the policy and plans group, that's, uh, the one that's supporting that, that in turn is studying more of a business cyber, uh, aspect. So, so policy and plans is a good fit. We try to make it you know, focus. Now, the one school high school that we do work with the Alabama cyber uh, school for cyber technology and engineering. Their students, their whole senior year is nothing but internships, right? So they don't actually attend class. They, they So we've agreed to work with them and bring in up to five uh, interns during their senior year. Right now we have two that are juniors, right? The school just started last year. And then, so we made an exception and had two sophomores in the program from that school. But uh, so they'll be with us for three years total. Let's talk about the balance of power in the program, if you will. It sounds like the Army definitely benefits from having this research and other work done for them, probably saving a good deal of money along the way. But let's focus back on what the students gain from this. We talk that the work they have done and will continue to do is real or real world, as we said, not just made up work. Great for a resume, as I can see. But more than these resume bullets, we're actually talking a potential for these students to be hired right out of college. You know, do not pass go, do not collect $200, but pick up your new badge here at SMDC. You're hired and your rewarding career as a civil servant in the Army starts now. Yes? No? So, yes, you're right. The, they get real world experience. It also, for the younger, right, so the high school students and even really the juniors in college, it kind of solidifies, is this really where I want to be and what I want to do? Uh, but our our biggest hope is is that uh, they'll see that working for SMDC and or the Army is a good thing, right? And that that the young talent that you know gets away and goes to the Googles and those kind of places uh, maybe give us a shot uh, as a, a career opportunity. So uh, they get that. Uh, that cyber force incubator modules that they go through of the cyber is very good. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we're going to expand that this year. That's one of our big new things is, is that uh, uh, we're going to offer the uh, at least at the beginning here, the top performers in those modules, uh, the opportunity to, to obtain a security plus certification. And if they get security plus certifications and they put that on their resume, that's, uh, that's gold for them. So our ultimate goal is that we are going to try to hire uh, as many of these interns permanently to work in SMDC, either as contractors or government. In fact, uh, the first three that graduated, we hired one of them. The other two moved out to other. One went to Maryland and one somewhere in Birmingham, I think, or Atlanta. But th we did hire the one that did stay uh, locally. And so she is uh, working for our G6, our, again, our, our network folks. Uh, so that is the ultimate goal is to hire them in. If we, but if we can't, we're going to help them uh, look for positions uh, with hopefully contractors or other government agencies here on the arsenal. And, and, and uh, they'll have the experience, certifications, and, uh, and we think that that gives them a leg up on a lot of other students. So, Terry, are we pretty much locked in on our way forward now after this first year with the schools and number of interns? Is what we have now ideal or are we looking at further expansion in the second year? So we're in discussions with uh, the University of Colorado Boulder 
to add them to the thing. And they've been talking to us off and on here for a little while now. Uh, we are also looking to expand to a high school in Colorado. Uh, there's a, a high school that has an affiliation with the University of uh, Colorado and Colorado Springs. So we're going to speak with them about potentially having some high school students work in our Colorado office. And then we're also talking to the University of South Alabama. Uh, to expand our program all the way down to the farthest reach there in Alabama. So we'll have all the way from the north to the south covered. We've had some interest from some other schools and other states, uh, you know, express, but uh, mostly right now they're just kind of feeling out and what is this, what's the program, because uh, it has through some of these uh, you know, news articles and stuff that they've seen. So we're also looking to kind of more formalize our process for uh, uh, selection and and how we determine where to place students and and uh, building up our pipeline of projects we'd like them to work. Uh, so we uh, are expanding internally our reach into other organizations within SMDC to find out what are their cyber touch points that they are interested. So that helps us as the strategists do you know form our strategy, but also helps us decide on what kind of projects we need to then support that and to support those organizations. So uh, the tech center, like I said, was just one of our first new and the rock rock H is also a new one. So we'll expand those. And we'll also look at some of our other critical mission areas as well uh, to see if, uh, if there's interns that uh, can come in and support them, or if we can do some research projects to help uh, support their efforts. Can you give me an example of one of those critical mission areas in SMDC the program hasn't reached out into yet, but you'd like to? Uh, we're really looking now more on the missile side because right? we got a lot of space stuff, you know, already kind of covered in satellites and ground stations. But uh, uh, we're, we're looking to expand the missile piece. Mr. Carlson, Terry, thanks so much for joining us here in the High Ground Studio to recognize the program on its first anniversary of the charter signing. If you'll permit me the small play on words, I think it's safe to say it has succeeded. Anyway, as always with interviews on the podcast, last word goes to you. Anything you'd like to reinforce from our previous discussion points or anything I haven't asked that you'd like to address before we go? All right. So first, let me say that uh, one of the other new things that I failed to mention is, is that we're going to have some at-large students now as well. So we've it's small, right? So they, you don't necessarily have to be associated with one of the schools or nonprofits that uh, uh, we do. So it's, we're going to get a couple, three interns from what we'll call at-large but if they're interested, they just need to uh, go to the SMDC website. We have a webpage, and uh, and the contact for myself and, and Mr. Golden are on that page. And they can just reach out and touch, uh, and, and uh, we're happy to send them more information and answer any questions they have. 